today. Uh, Joe Biden says if you make less than 400000 a year, you're not going to pay a single penny in taxes. Congratulations to all of you. You don't have to pay taxes this year. Also, the White House is preparing to confront states on what they call anti-trans bills. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Hey, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today joined by two of my good friends, Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive that you can see on Blaze TV. Also subscribe on YouTube. Did you, did I, you, I wore my shirt. I did you ask me my pronouns? I didn't ask you your pronouns. I thought of them I'm already. Sorry. What, what are your pronouns, Elijah? Thanks for asking, Sarah. <laughs> it's actually just two letters. It's F slash U. And it's, none of your, <laughs> it's none of your business. It's just, I just, I identify as letters. Yeah, give me a sharpie. I want to write that. Yakabuyans, of yeah. course. Yes. Host of the Yakabuyan show. If you ask me for my pronouns, I may punch you. Uh -oh. I'm a man. Uh -oh. Can you not tell? You, Can you not tell? You know what I. You know what I. Call love. me man. No, oh my gosh. What's you, up, man? man. Hey, man. Yes, right. Okay, so, so while right. we're on the subject of this, I do have to bring up there was a this viral video I saw you posted. I know you saw it. I don't know if you saw Yaku. This viral video that uh, was going all around Twitter of this little girl who was talking to her mom. They were like at a playground, and her mom was like, "Oh, do you feel like a boy sometimes? Oh, well, you don't. What are you? Oh, you don't know what you are. I mean, just total and complete child abuse." And every single person, when I retweeted it, every single person who said something negative to me. They all had pronouns in their bio. Of course. All of them. And I'm like, you are some 20-something in your mother's basement and you have pronouns in your bio. I don't think you need to tell me how to raise children. Just mental illness. You know with the pronouns that there's a mental illness because it's also narcissism. Yeah. Because if you think that people actually like online that are virtual care about care. what you <laughs> go by, then you have like self-importance issues. Yes. And you probably and likely you have trauma in your life because like I always say, if when you got in the shower and you looked down today, hopefully you did take a shower and you didn't know your pronouns were just by looking down, <laughs> then we have a problem. We yeah. have a it's problem. It's a mental illness. Yeah. There's a massive psychosis. It's, it's, it's True. I know Elijah knows that firsthand just from being at all the, the protests and the chaz and all the places you've yeah, been. By the way, people identify as a tree now. Uh, that's like a real thing. It's it's an actually new pronoun to identify as Stop. as a tree. Yeah. yeah, people are identifying as like as objects now. And one user said that's because, and I like that because they're just trying to branch out. So we should give them credit. <laughs> trees are positive impact. So at least we're going. Yeah, somewhere the first good. image that came to me is just dogs go pee on trees. I wonder what they do when they stand and the dog just says, "You're a tree, All right? Let's go." Just trying to branch out. Dead end. Sorry for hijacking okay. your show, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're not here to talk about the news. No worries. Uh, so Joe Biden. <sighs> Joe Biden was, um, you know, he, he says things sometimes that I, I'm not sure if he means to say. I'm not sure if he knows what day it is. I'm not sure if he knows who he is. You are Joe Biden, the president of the United States. Uh, he was speaking, when was this? Yesterday. And uh, speaking on the economy and taxes. And he made a uh, jaw-dropping statement that um, if you make less than $400,000 a year, you're not going to pay a single penny in taxes. Listen. The reason I'm bothering to do this is I keep hearing on the press, Biden's going to raise your taxes. Anybody making less than $400,000 a year will not pay a single penny in taxes. Wow. And we will not increase the deficit either, unlike the last gigantic tax cut, which increased the deficit by $2 trillion. It's about balancing the system. Now I see. Now I see why he is, in fact, uh, America's most popular president of all time. 
because he was going to reduce our taxes to zero. If I'd have known that, I would have voted for him. Jeez. Practically 99% of the population are going to pay no taxes. Um, I'm going to vote I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to say this. If that happens and you give me back 30% of my paycheck, yeah, I can start I'm, affording to invest in the programs that might actually turn the country around. I'm not even going to care about the presidency anymore because that meant 30%. It's like I think the average person is probably going to get 17 yeah. to 30% mm-hmm, of their money back. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I hope this gaffe, because they say he's not losing it and that he just has a stutter. And that wasn't a stutter no. so that must be true well no because snopes oh. has already come out and you know they give him the benefit of the doubt that they would never ever dare no. give oh. president trump so right? much room so much yeah leeway. president trump is saying something you know what he means and they're like nope he said that That's that it. counts of one of his false claims but snopes says biden clearly misspoke you guys, when he said that people making less than 400000 will not pay a single penny in taxes, he clearly misspoke. What okay. is it then? Is it 40 or is it 4? Well, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Is it 40000 or yeah. is it 4? I mean, you know, what are we talking about? It's here? interesting because they've already had to backtrack on this. You know, you had uh, Jen Psaki come out and say, well, I mean, yes, we said 400000 but that was for families. Not individuals. That was just for families. Still 99% so it's 200,000 per person now all of a sudden. So we're getting all of this conflicting information. The sad part is um, it, it's still none of it is going to pay for any of the all the programs that they have. I mean, look, I just saw today that a, a, a town used $228,000 of COVID relief uh, to install a squid a squid statue I'm by sorry. the bay. I, I, this is from the New York Post. <laughs> like, you know, when you talk about like with taxes, I also understand my brother came here and he said, you guys, your roads are pretty messed up in Texas. And believe me, it's the drivers are messed up too. Yeah. But you can fix one of them with tax money. <laughs> the other one, I don't know. <laughs> but he goes, you don't want just like a one or 3% state tax in order to fix the roads. And I said, if the government worked for the people, I wouldn't right. mind that. Yeah. Right. But because I know that it'll be 3% this year, 10% in 10 years, and then we'll be up to California, which is nearly 100%. I, if you ask me, like it really is that bad at this point. Like I, When I was there, I was paying over 50% in my taxes between federal, state, yeah. and corporate. Just saying that it's like, when this guy's saying about even raising taxes, mm-hmm. which we know he's doing for the $200,000 earners, it's like, the reason why we're pissed is not because we just hate the idea of taxes. It's because the more that you take, the less we see being done. Well, right. Exactly. Yeah, because to your point, Elijah, it's not just that, okay, it's 3% and then they're going to gradually raise it. It's that then the contract will go to, you know, so-and-so's best friend who has an in, and they're going to charge way too much because they know that the taxpayers are paying for it. And if you just went private and got government and big, you know, big bureaucratic business out of it, I'm sure you'd be able to to get all of this at a much lower cost, but you don't want to do that because you're playing with someone else's money. Yeah, but inherently, I think that's the problem with the tax system in the U.S., right? Yeah. Let's, in the, especially in a lower income bracket. Let's talk schooling, for instance. You can't see where your money's going, and that's the problem. I mean, right. you just, just send it to us, and then you hear it's on a cash on a plane flying to a foreign country. Or we're helping another country to look down in the shower and figure out what their gender is, so we've got to pay them to look <laughs> the down. The Pakistanis you know? really, are really yeah. really confused in the, the shower. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so that's the problem, though, is when you pay your taxes, like California. Californians are, are the people in this country that should be the most irate mm-hmm. about, listen, wait a second. You know, we're bankrupt. That, that state is the most bankrupt state, and they pay the highest taxes. Think for a second. You don't think there's a little corruption, a little much, you know, maybe at the top? You know, so that's, and to your point, if you could trace it, and you could actually see, hey, the potholes are being filled. Hey, and another lane is being, hey, it's school, schools are being upgraded, whatever. Then one thing, but um, interesting to me, though, is he said another thing. Look, 
200,000, 400,000, I don't care what it is. Oh, it's not going to increase the deficit. There's no way. Right. The man just flat out, the left just flat out can't do math. We're not going to increase the deficit, but we're going to let 99% of Americans earn under $400,000 a year. Okay? That is the ultra 1%. Okay? But it's not going to increase the deficit. No way. We're just going to let, who, Jeff Bezos pay it all? Or who's going to pay all the taxes all of a sudden? And if it is 200000 and lower still, I mean... But what stops it from moving? But what stops it from moving, though? That's what I want to explain: is that this is the goalpost and the problem with taxes, to where it becomes state-enforced robbery. And that already is what taxes are. But when it comes to a point where it's like, that's why they say, "Well, why do you defend the rich? Why are you defending the rich?" I. I don't like people who use dishonest means to make money, but I don't believe in punishing people who use honest means to earn a living. They employ a lot of people. But then at the same time, it's like, well, why are you defending not overtaxing uh, rich people? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm defending not overtaxing people. Yeah, right. Just, just realizing that we are not an empty, you know, I mean, a wallet that never ends for somebody to put their hands in and take money out of. Because see, you go, well, it was the billionaires. Then it was the millionaires. Then it's the above 400,000. Then it's above the 200,000. And it will creep and creep exactly. in mm-hmm. because the government exactly. has no self-control. Because there's no way not to increase the deficit. You know, the way they spend, are you out, Are you kidding me? Even if they say it's $200,000 a family, I mean, there's no... Policies, can, new pens for the uh, impeachment. Come you know, it's on. like yeah. Come it's on. custom pens. I no, mean, I'm not no, so stupid. They, they're, but they're spending like crazy. They're sending money to foreign countries who, one, aren't our allies, number one, and they're basically funding an immigration you know, debacle, mm-hmm. right? Sending money to countries south of the border, not saying, hey, take care of your own. No, basically, we're going to fund you to bring them over here. And it taxes the system, whether it's money tax or whether it's a tax on health care, on the state of the nation, by having people come in. They spend mm-hmm. like crazy. So it's just funny to me that he goes, we won't increase the deficit. Okay. So I think that, like, really when you're trying to look at what the root of the problem is here and why the American people are so uh, apt to just jump on board with, oh, well, yeah, no, the rich need to pay their fair share and that's how all this is going to work. I think that the average American person just does not understand how taxes work, period, because they're getting it deducted from their paychecks. They don't see how much is deducted. They just kind of are like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of writing here. Okay, here's my take home money. And they don't get it, I think. So what is the answer? Because I'm all in favor of just doing away with all of that. No, don't do any deductions. Every single American pay quarterly taxes. Write that check. You have to write that check. You have to add it up. You know how much you have to write every quarter. You write that check to the IRS and you send it in the mail, just like I do, by the way. And I got to tell you, it freaking stings a lot. (laughs) And I I feel like if every American did that and went, oh, crap, that's actually how much I'm paying. I'm making, you know, uh, $50,000, $75,000, and I'm paying this much money. Okay, uh, yeah, maybe we and do all have Americans a should have to pay taxes. Yes. yes. I don't think there should be an exemption. Even <laughs> no. it, it should be percentage yes. equivalent to your income because it hurts the same. And I think mm-hmm. that's why people vote on raising the taxes because too many people don't pay them. And so it's like, well, what does it do for me? I mean, I'm still going right. to get the same handouts. I'm going to get the same government programs, the same access to school. Exactly. And so they don't have that, that, that concept in their head of saying... This is money the government is wasting that people could be investing into our local economy and could be buying things. Like if I didn't pay taxes, I could own a really nice house, then I could pay people to remodel it and this and that. People don't realize those are jobs for carpenters and and people who do tile and that's also for the furniture companies and Mm -hmm. you can invest it, but the government takes so much money away that you actually get really limited in your ability to invest that money back into the land, even in stocks or crypto or whatever you're using. You can't, that money's, what? Yeah, it's going to Pakistan so that Muslims can- 
look, it's democracy. no different. It's no different <laughs> than a company running their running the company poorly and yeah. punishing the employees for it. Right. Yeah. This is what it is. The, the country is a company, which is why right. we had a businessman run it well. But I'm for a flat tax. Mm -hmm. A flat tax, uh, pick a percentage, you know, publicly 10%, 15%, pick it, okay? Maybe 10 to 15%, but I don't care if you're homeless, mm, if you fine. earned $2, you're going to pay 20 cents. Right. Every American pays a flat tax, a balanced system, because you can't keep taxing the individuals who work their tails off. This overnight success story and someone was just dealt the right cards and whatever. No, people who are successful work their tails off and mm. all of a sudden you go, okay, three quarters of society don't have to pay taxes and you boys who did well, or girls who did well, you got to cover them, all right? No, I'm with you. When it starts hurting, when everybody starts mm -hmm. paying, you're going to see culture change quite a bit. That whole entitlement mentality is going to go because it's going to sting. Yeah, I mean, well, and I think... You got it's, skin in the game. It, right, it's, just, it's, it's very similar to healthcare, and I know a lot of people, including Rand Paul, have uh, put forward proposals that are like, hey, we should do health savings accounts, like do away with all of these, uh, you know, the, the way that it's set up now, and let's do health savings accounts, and then you can become the consumer, and you can shop around, and you have this amount of money that you have put aside, and then you can decide if Walgreens or Walmart or Target or wherever has a drug that is the lowest cost. And once you start paying and it's your dollar that is affected, I just feel like all of a sudden Americans isn't start that paying just, Isn't that how you would raise your children? You give them a budget and say, hey, balance the budget. You know what? I, you say that, but I think that that is something that has been lost with a lot of American families. Are you kidding? It's completely they, lost. They don't teach their I spoke to my six-year-old two days ago and I said, Arwen, our next vacation, not this year, but next year, you're going to plan, she's, you're going to be seven. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a budget. You're going to plan the family vacation. Mm. Really, me? And I go, yeah, but you're going to have so much money and you got to plan this whole thing. And then what's going to happen is she's going to quickly spend, I go, well, we can't eat. The next three days we can't <laughs> eat. Why, Dad? Because we, we needed to budget. Where's that art of yeah. teaching? How many players do you see in the NFL that can't balance a checkbook? Sign a $10 million signing bonus. No idea. It's a complete lost art. Yeah. I mean, and so therefore entitlement. Well, somebody will pay. <laughs> and it. the credit cards, I just want to point that out. That's what I was laughing when I saw a commercial, commercial recently for giving your kid a credit card. And I'm going, talk about not teaching people the right things. It's like, here's an endless card with like a, a limit for a child. What happened? You get 10 bucks for the week. I didn't get any allowance, but I mean, that did teach people something. Yeah, I mowed lawns. I, ma I, I made the money. I mean, I had to. I painted houses yeah, me too. for crying out right, loud. I mean, right. I scooped ice cream, man. Right. And, I then, did. and then you have that dollar and you protect it. Yeah, I flip exactly. like nobody's taking this off. Yeah. <laughs> what? You flip burgers? No, I flip laptops. I would just, <laughs> I would just buy broken laptops really? and replace parts and sell them high, high quality yeah. pictures. This overachiever that over makes here. Sense. Oh, I just, I just made the laptops work again. Okay, overachiever. Go to a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've, got, Get the hell out of here. we've got more to come, uh, including the White House preparing to confront states on what they call, I like to just say what they call, because they call them anti-trans bills, but that's really not what they are. Uh, uh, but first, we want to thank our sponsor, Candid. If you are unhappy with your smile, do what I did. Go to Candid. They have the clear, comfortable aligners uh, that just they just fit right in your mouth. They are practically invisible, and they will straighten your teeth um, very quickly, very easily. And I'm saying like like maybe half the cost of braces. Braces are way more expensive and with Candid, you can do it all from home. So uh, they ship you everything. You do the impressions, you send them back and they send you your kit with everything you need step by step by step. And you just wear those aligners two weeks, trade them out, get the next one and it works. So maybe you are like I am and uh, I had braces, a lot of braces as a kid. And then I stopped wearing my retainer when I was done with it and my teeth shifted as an adult. And I was like, how in the world did 
I do that for all those years and I have crooked teeth again. You don't have to do that, all right? Go to Candid, get those teeth straightened. You can go to candidco.com slash Y. Use promo code Y to get $75 off. It is candidco.com slash Y, promo code Y. Right, the Biden administration is uh, going to uh, confront the rash of anti-LGBT and specifically anti-trans bills uh, proliferating in state legislatures. This is an exclusive, according to the Daily Beast. Um, and uh, <laughs> the, yeah, so uh, Human Rights Campaign says that uh, the White House is going to confront this. The DOJ is preparing to challenge in the courts of in, in the courts the legality of the bills that have been introduced and some passed in a number of states. Now, I want you to pay attention very carefully to how they frame this, because I think that the, the language that they use is so important. Outlawing transgender youth's access to health care and sports. Yep. So that's apparently what these states are doing Stop when they say kids right it's right like, it, but, it's, but they're out, outlawing transgender youth's access to health care it's the wording no it, one's it's doing the that wording. No, it's, it, it's like when they talked about the south lake win against yes, critical race yes, theory yes of how nbc news how a mostly white city fought against you know anti-racist curriculum mm-hmm. and you're going oh my ASS, like, I'll see, I caught myself here, but you go, this is so... I, I think it still counts if you spell it out. No, oh, man, I tried. <laughs> At least God it's knew right. my heart it's was right. right, but the censors didn't. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, the way they word it is to make the, anybody who disagrees with them like somebody who's against human rights yeah. and against progress. We're not against progress. We're against your progressive propaganda, which is not pushing us forward. It's leading to the exploitation of children and the degradation of American society by teaching kids not only to hate their country, but to deny their own gender mm-hmm. and to think that that's normal. And yeah. it will never be normal. And even if it's hateful for me to say that on the show, it isn't. And it's one thing different for adults to choose to do things with their body, even if I would advise against it. But when you're talking about children who are unimpressionable, I just read a story today where a 14-year-old was being charged as a pedophile for having sex with his 12-year-old girlfriend in Houston. Because they were saying, well, even though they're so close in age, the, the girl is 12, and when you're 12, you're so impressionable, we can't give a 12-year-old, even if they're within the same three oh. years, the right to have sex. Oh, so this 12-year-old is too impressionable to have sex with right. her 14-year-old boyfriend, but to, you know, get... Ho- you know, irreversible hormone mm-hmm. therapy and to move totally towards pre- pre-op mastectomy and, and to use this, oh, that's normal. It's like, the, it's, it's just, you can't, it's, you can't even make a logical argument for yeah, that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. and look, the 12-year-old is a victim, 100%, 1700%. You can't, you can't draw that line. It doesn't matter where, what, how. This is the world I live in every single day. We fight this fight every day. But the, the irony here is every single bill you're talking about, whether it's State Bill 145, Gavin Newsom, whether it's 2218, Gavin Newsom and Inslee, all these bills that bring, bring in these progressive sexualization of children, they all come in under transgender equity fund, transgender health care. So when it's convenient for them, all of a sudden, there's no problem with health care. We'll just slip in this curriculum. You know, and then if you dare say, well, hold on one second. You know, you're one lying to the people. This is not about transgender health care at all. This is about indoctrination to the comprehensive sex mm-hmm. ed curriculum or yeah. whatever it is. Or, or, you know, the sterilization of America's children through puberty blockers right at age three in California. 
then it's convenient. And now if we dare to stand up and say, hey, hold on one second. You know, we're not against. You have your rights. Okay, it's in the Constitution. It's there. The stuff you say you fight for, it's already there. You are indoctrinating other people. If you want to go be a monkey and go behave like a monkey, do it. But when you start legislating that all the kids in your city, because of you now, need to think they're a monkey or need to think that, hey, maybe I'm not a boy, not a girl, allow these things to happen. Or the worst thing that's happening in our country is take what's called sexual agency away from the parent. Mm. This is California now. So when a three-year-old says, hey, maybe I am a boy because our auntie or someone says, hey, are you sure? Are you sure like that mother? The parents lose sexual agency, which means CPS and Planned Parenthood now says, parent, you stand aside. Little Susie who's three can now get Lupron, which is a prostate cancer drug to sterilize her indefinitely. So we make sure that she can cross over easier when she's 18. All this stuff happens under health care. So when they start talking transgender and healthcare, your antenna should go way up. Mm-hmm. They abuse that system. Every bill on every floor across this country where they brought these laws into sexualized children come in under the healthcare, something healthcare related. It's okay, just, so it's nonsense. It's evil. I mean, Absolute. it's just downright evil. You know, you see how they treated the the Georgia uh, law to secure and you know make sure that the elections were were fair and secure. And from them, it's a voter suppression bill, the voter suppression bill. I mean, everything they're doing, they're just controlling the language and they're pushing the narrative that way. And it's just so frustrating to see. Um, Okay, so but before we go, I do want to bring up there's a picture uh, just going all over. (laughs) So weird. Going all over the Internet. For those of you conspiracy (laughs) theorists, you're going to love this one. So this is, of course, the Bidens with the Carters. But if you'll notice, the Bidens are either giants. Yeah. Or the Carters have been miniature people this entire time, and we just never knew it. It's which the distortion it, it, on the lens. It appears to be mm. that the Carters are are mini sized because their chairs are tiny. Everything around them is tiny except for the Bidens, who genuinely look like giants next to them. I'm not. I mean, so you Elijah, you're you're the conspiracy theorist that I look, thought would I've just go off on pictures like this. And if you were to tell me this was like if you were to tell me this was like 14 millimeters or 12 millimeter with a slight with a slight rounded uh, lens because you're trying to get a good aperture, so you're trying to get a lot of light in the distortion on the ends. It could make them look larger. Also, considering the fact that they might be a little more in front of them than you think with yeah. the distortion, because you already see that the one side of his face, his head's already starting to go in smaller. But also. There's never something with this administration that doesn't look like he's like a hologram or something. It's like if you have to prove, like when fact checkers came out and had to tell the American people, fact check false, Joe Biden is not a hologram, is not the fact that they think America's that dumb, but the fact that we're at a point in our country where you have to reassure the people that president's not a hologram shows you just how popular (laughs) this president really is. Hey, there's a lot going around (laughs) at the moment, and this is fact where Putin has doubles, and they talk about doubles, and this is well reported around the world, you know. You know, they're going, hey, is this the real Biden? Is this Biden number four, Biden number five? Look, that picture by itself is just <laughs> disturbing. Okay, it's disturbing. I love Yanko's you know? explanation. <laughs> it, it's, it's absolutely disturbing. I mean, you should look at that and go, I love it. Holy Hannah, what's going on? I love you it. Know? Joe, maybe they want to make him look larger than life. <laughs> Biden is really a giant in this I- nation. He's really not a midget. I, w- I would like to also say I know that there were some people who were like, but if you look at the leaf, the top leaf on her dress, it's coming out from the yeah. It's that's the way that the that's the way that the dress is. If you go and look, yeah. it's got like this artificial leaf 
that Look, like for the 3D effect, I guess, is sticking out. And by the way, um, <laughs> totally love the fact that Joe Biden is wearing a mask outside in conditions where he doesn't have to. He's around people who Good are point. approximately 250 years old yeah. uh, and would be in the vulnerable category for this virus does not wear a mask at all. No, but he's just no following one's the playbook, remember? Which, again, I don't mind, but, like, make up your but mind. If you're, gonna, if you're not going to wear a mask there, don't yeah, wear they, a damn mask like outside. It looks like a set. It, it, is, it is like a set. set. Are you kidding me? It is a set. But he's just doing... He's just <laughs> Thank following, you. That's the Elijah yeah, I was waiting for. That's right. <laughs> he's following the playbook because he's just doing exactly what Cuomo did. Just send COVID into the old age home. Right? Send mm-hmm. it into the, you know, kill the people. Yeah. So he goes, mask outside. But when I go see the Carters, mask off. It's you just know? bizarre. I mean, Everything. It's because they know. They know what's really going on. They know they're Listen, fine I hear the yeah. circus. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just me or do you hear the circus, the mu- circus music? Boswell and Wilkie and the ringleader steps <laughs> in every day. It's a it's <laughs> top hat. <laughs> yeah, it's just a ringleader. It's a circus show, man. It's an absolute it's like circus show. Pepe the Frog show. comes out walking on like a little like like colored ball, you know, exactly. and you just go. And you just like, I believe it. I'm getting trolled. Next I thing you see, it's the president with elephants and tutus that's what you're going to see next it's a complete circus show the world must be looking at us and go what a joke yes it's a giant episode of punk that's what it feels like 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 ashton kutcher someone's going to come out and be like just kidding this was a prank got you (laughs) (laughs) oh lord i i wish i wish all right we've got more to come first we want to thank our sponsor freedom project academy so um you know we're talking about what your kids are being taught in um public school Uh, yaku was talking about the curriculum that they're doing he's very very uh involved in that you know there's no difference between boys and girls uh you guys are you're white so you're racist um also math is racist and is. Uh, supporting black lives matter and social justice i just wish that i when i was back in school i could just say that math was racist because i did not do great at math i was not able to use that as an excuse and i think i'm owed some reparations is all i'm saying um so reading and writing you don't need to worry about that but just the uh, the leftist organizations and agendas and then of course teachers unions just got tens of billions in covid cash to push all of this in your public school classrooms I know you don't want this for your kids, okay? You, if you wanted it for your kids, you would not be watching this program, but you're watching this program, so you need to consider Freedom Project Academy, all right? FPA has perfected live online learning for over a decade. They are built on Judeo-Christian values. They have a classical curriculum, and they are dedicated to providing mastery of subject matter, not leftist propaganda. You got to go to freedomforschool.com. Request your free information packet today. It is freedomforschool.com. School is going to be here. Fall is going to be here before you know it. Don't miss out. Go to freedomforschool.com. All right, a a juror who served on the trial of uh, police officer Derek Chauvin is... He's defending his decision to attend a uh, a Black Lives Matter rally in Washington, D.C. back in August. Now, this is kind of goes uh, contradictory to his statements during the juror selection process. Um, The uh, he said that the demonstration had nothing to do with George Floyd. So the Black Lives Matter demonstration that they had in D.C. that, you know, I mean, was like in the name of George Floyd apparently had nothing to do with George Floyd, which is kind of hard to uh, to fit together here, but um, there's a picture. You know, I, who was it that found this picture 
Was it Jack Posobiec? No, it was not. I mean, that's a post-millennial article that he's getting it from. So, okay. I mean, it looks like it was. Uh, it must post. have been post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been post-millennial. But They're uh, good. This was the, they are very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. This this was uh, posted on his on his Facebook page. Uh, if you can, if you're watching this podcast, you uh, what? Get your knee off our necks, BLM. This has been out for some time, though. Yes, so this that's why I'm wondering where everyone else was with Have this. you seen all the jurors? I've seen interviews with a lot of jurors. I just watched one even right after where, where one of the females says that she, her home was in Brooklyn Center during the riots and the riots were constantly on her mind that just happened with the Dante Wright and that she definitely had some fear of if she did the wrong verdict that people would come to her house. And you go, despite what you think, it's like these, this is clearly not an impartial jury. This was, this was already predetermined. And this guy saying, oh yeah, well, you know, I was just about black justice. It's like, bro, this is what we're supposed to accept is not reality. It's like, we know what, what right. this whole BLM movement started yeah. and gained momentum. Right. But the media won't care about this no. because they don't care about impartiality, about justice. They got the verdict they wanted. The mob got their way. And that's, again, about the flaunting. It's like, now they're like, yes, yeah, yeah, but Elijah, it's, it. not even, it's not even enough for them. The verdict's not enough for them because it was never about George Floyd. It's about them. But it's a further breakdown in the justice system because if you know how, you know how it works, you know, uh, Chauvin's lawyers get to cross-examine the jurors and they can go, uh, you know, strike it down. This put, so I'm wondering what work yeah, was done. Why, yeah, How why did that didn't pass? they do that? How did they go, well, listen, uh, you lived in that riot-torn place. You've made these statements. You've posted these kind of things. Well, you can't be a juror. Yeah, how, how, I don't know I mean, how much time or access they have or they to people's allowed, social media. Or they weren't allowed. To people's in, social media. Yeah. Because all I can say is that this particular Because that would juror, not happen. It would be struck down. I mean, you have that as a defense. Yeah. You can you interview the jurors and you can... You can, you can strike him down from being on the jury. So this particular juror, uh, they asked a couple different questions related to these demonstrations. Did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against police brutality that took place in Minneapolis after George Floyd's death? And then other than what you have already described above, if they answered to that question, have you or anyone close to you participated in protests about police use of force or police brutality? He answered no to both of them. And he's like, well, that demonstration that I attended uh, with the knee on the neck shirt was just like it was for Martin Luther King. It wasn't for it. See, there's Martin Luther King on, on his shirt. Did you, well, did you listen so, to his interview, too, no. that he gave? He was like. Which is, okay, I'm going to say something, and I don't want people to misconstrue it, and it's going to be very unpopular, but it also makes, actually makes me agree with the left about reforming the justice system. They talk about the justice system being racist, and that actually is kind of true, because originally when they talked about a jury of the peers, that was probably majority white men on the jury. So they would say that, you know, a lot of black men were not allowed to serve black people at a certain point. And so they would look at it and say, this is why it's racist, because when a white person, a white man's getting judged by a bunch of white men, they're going to be more understanding culturally, racially, mm-hmm. everything. But if a black man's being judged by a bunch of white men, then there's going to be that division. And they, people saw that division, that problem of not understanding the culture. And what's interesting is we become more diverse. We've never looked at that phrase, a jury of your peers, to mm-hmm. understand what that means, especially with, with, with not just with race, but with age discrepancy with gender I mean the way people think and I, and I put this into perspective because when I looked at the interviews with a white woman and a black man not just on race but on gender and also looking I looked up some stuff about their own personal life it was interesting how the woman talked about her things were about the fear of being attacked physically which is a very something a woman would think and then the black man he said 
I looked at this and thought that could have been me. I'm a big black guy. And there was that tribal identity that's very common in the African-American communities, the feeling apart. There's studies that show that being black is very important to the black community versus being white. She said nothing about race, nothing about connection. It was fear. His was about personal connection. And so these things have to be taken into account as our culture's changing, as we're becoming more diverse. What does that mean to be judged by a jury of your peers? And how do you make that fair so that the, ju the jury is still impartial? And I feel like the current system doesn't take enough into account. Like you even said, maybe we aren't allowed, maybe there has to be more review of social media. Mm -hmm. There has to be a more understanding. Because at this today. point, I feel like, not I feel like, but I can see that in high profile cases, just the idea of peers, meaning some random people from the neighborhood, right, right. is not going to work. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, no, it's well said. And, and this, the, the, this leaves the question, and not about the verdict, but the question of the process is what I'm questioning here. How did that guy end up on the jury? Just because he, he's supposedly a peer? Well, okay, then if you are a peer and you feel like you can speak into it, what has your actions been leading up to the case? Are you, can you be, you know, impartial? Can you, that's what the process should be for a jury. It's to put people on the stand that want the, 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 the best outcome, the right outcome, according to the law, emotionality out of it, history out of it. So if that woman said, and I was the lawyer, and I would determine that she really was afraid for her life, I would say, not qualified to be on the jury here. Why? Because she is emotionally attached to the case. So, I mean, at, at bare minimum, though, now that the case is over with, yeah. with everything that's happened and even the judge remarking that, you know, lawmakers getting involved in this certainly yeah. is setting up grounds for an appeal. Would you say uh, that? No, there was an appeal before before that day. We all you went live here. We I should say a successful appeal. There, there was there was they actually made the, the case for the appeal. Yeah, if the justice system, you know, the left is made the case just. for the appeal by by you know the politicians weighing in, and even the president of the United States that mm -hmm. morning said, "Well, the right outcome, mm -hmm. you know, not the fair outcome, not hey, we're going to leave it in the in the hands of the Justice Department. We're going to trust our system, and let's see tomorrow. I'll comment tomorrow. We had that on the show. We talked about it, but no, the morning of yeah. even so, yeah, they made the case for the appeal the left did so yeah if there's, there's an appeal i wouldn't be surprised juror, there's worse jurors though like <clears throat> i think when i saw i I found a, I found all the jurors early on, and a lot of people I I never, obviously wouldn't publish this stuff. You have true journalists here I, at the I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't publish this like stuff, but one of the jurors, which I was tracking their social media activity, not creep, believe these are public profiles, <laughs> to try to understand some of the influences that were going on. I remember right after they convened, the juror was like, "Oh, I hope I made the right decision." Reminding you. I cannot comment too much how this person looks, but they do not look mentally well. And by some of the things that they're into, they're clearly very progressive and very odd uh, and definitely by proxy attached to the BLM movement. And they're Caucasian too, by the way. So this isn't like the idea. Yeah, like yeah. I, I said, it's just, race doesn't matter. It's why the peers thing <coughs> exactly. is important because it, people want to make it a racial Mind, thing. Mindset. I'm saying this is, goes much deeper. I'm yeah. going, I'm looking, I'm going, oh God, if this literally capital G, God, mm -hmm. If my life and the, the trustability of the witness of, of what I did was in the hands of this, at least I think identifies as a girl, <laughs> I, I know I'll be in prison for whatever, if it was some sort yeah. of a high profile social issue, just being a white man. Because this person clearly does, does not have a good foundation, looking how they type, they don't know anything. And I can't believe that that's who's in charge of deciding justice. I'm going, my God, that's when Peers was written. We actually maybe had some self-respect as a people. <laughs> but now with the degradation of our culture, these amoral people who have no understanding take yeah take take gender race everything out of it these amoral people with no understanding of what's right and wrong in their own personal lives are here to decide my moral fate yeah but god but, help us but i would i would say that's i would right. argue it's always been there maybe not to this level but that's why the system allows both sides the defense 
you know, and, and, and the prosecution side of the legal teams to interview the jurors and collectively end up with a, you know, impartial body of people, which in this case, I question whether that process, unless the defense for Chauvin said, listen, I'm not going to rock the boat. This is too controversial. I'm, you know, I, I don't know, but something wasn't right because under normal circumstances, you wouldn't end with that jury. That would not be the jury. Yeah. No way. Because the system is set up from as old as time to weed out the outliers and, and, and the whack jobs and, you know, the ones with an axe to grind, et cetera, et cetera. Because, you know, people use that to get out. I mean, you do jury duty, people will go, well, uh, you know, anybody ever said anything against a, you know, obese person because we're prosecuting? I say it all the time. Well, you're disqualified. You can't be in the jury. People abuse that, too. So I don't know how this jury ended up being this jury. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and take a break. And then we've got uh, Andrew Cuomo coming up next. Yay. It's not a show if it's not a Cuomo show. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo, who, uh, you know, we've covered on the show all of his scandal about, like, literally killing, well, not with his hands, but indirectly his policies, killing people in nursing homes. Hey, guns indirectly kill people. It's like the bullet's the one that kills them, not literally with the person's hand. So that's basically what he did. He shot the bullet, yeah. but the bullet's the one that killed the there, people. There you go. That's what it is. That must be why he's getting out of yeah. this and still not resigning. Also, the fact that he's a Democrat, I know, helps. But um, he had the audacity to uh, to say this at a press conference on vaccines yesterday. Watch. Who are the groups who are targeting on the vaccination? Youthful and the doubtful. And there is an attitude that they'll be fine. Why should they take the vaccine? Maybe you will get a long haul syndrome that we're not really sure what it is yet, but a lingering consequence of COVID. Or maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother and wind up killing your grandmother. <laughs> it's a, so Andrew it's a simulation of all people uh, telling you if you refuse the vaccine, you could kill your grandmother, which uh, incidentally, he already did kill your grandmother. So... That there's that. There's wow. That. <laughs> there's that. I Tone mean, deaf, I'm, I'm not sure quite even covers it, by I, the way. I mean, I'm trying to just go, what is going on in that brain? I mean, it's got to cease. I mean, maybe he's covering for himself, going, yeah, you see, other people are going to kill old people too. It wasn't just him. I mean, I mean, what else do we need to rack up against this guy to get him out of office? Whether it's the abuse of women or killing old people. I'm stunned. It is by amazing. You've got to make him a Republican. I mean, <laughs> so that's that's the only thing you're missing. He's just got the wrong yeah. letter on the ticket. I mean, he's got so. women. I mean, he's he's abused. He's killed. He's cheated, lied, stolen. He's let pedophiles out on the street of his city. He's uh, abolished bail. I mean, what else do you need to do in New York? All of that is fine, but at least we got Donald Trump out of office because he tweeted mean things. He's a mob leader, but I'll be I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and just say, I actually don't expect much from New York in terms of like yeah. politics. It's like, it's like, it's like asking, you, it's like asking yeah. people, can you believe that the mayor of Chicago is corrupt? And you're like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you have to be corrupt to play, <laughs> to be the mayor. In yeah, to play yeah. politics in Chicago. I know we still have ethics in some counties and some states, but man, we gotta, we gotta confront the fact like in California, in New York, in Illinois, in these places, I mean, there is not a way for, I believe, for a fair, true and honest person to really get ahead and to 
to get into that position. So don't be shocked when you find out those people are exactly who you would assume they would be. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the vaccine, by the way, the FDA is uh, apparently set to authorize the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm going to try my best to deliver this calmly. Uh, for vac- for children and teenagers ages 12 to 15 years old next week. So this is, of course, still for, this is what gets me, Elijah, still for emergency use. So it is, again, it is not, it has not been um, approved. Obviously, they have not studied it well enough to say, uh, yeah, it's totally safe. We know the long-term repercussions. We know all of the possibilities. And, you know, it's totally 100% safe. They're approving it for emergency use. I'm sorry, they're authorizing it for emergency use for 12 to 15 year olds. What's the emergency, Yako? Because I, I know you care a lot about children yeah. not being abused yeah. and not doing things that are there. This is child what, abuse. Yeah, what is the, what is the science? No, this is, there is no science. They can't prove that the vaccines for the adult, there's no proof on anything on these vaccines. Well, and, they, and, they, and, they don't and go if through someone, any you know, authentication or verification or any trial. And can you, but can you just really quickly, and if anyone believes that that's not true, we don't have any long-term studies. Zero. I'd like to just point that out. Zero. Like, th- like you can't argue that point. There are no long-term can studies. I, can I, be, can I be, give a little caveat to that, though? Please. Is that the mRNA, mRNA. technology yes, I know. has I know. been being developed for at least, from my understanding, from papers I've read, at least a decade. Some, some would even say preliminary findings more. But it's still safe to say that even if something's been in, deve- vaccine, but if it's been in development... <clears throat> That doesn't mean that the wide-range trials have been there. That's that's even a car. It appears goes through more and longer testing before it's allowed onto the road. Absolutely. And it's like, I this is where I have a problem with people who say someone like me is the problem because in fact I was pushing for vaccinations before this, and I go, the only time that I've ever pushed for vaccinations is some certain vaccinations that are well studied, that have been proven over time. Some vaccinations, like the HPV vaccination, I would tell people, I don't I don't think you should get it, but I'm not your doctor, figure this out. I'd say just be less sexually active, like be more <laughs> smart with your sex life. Uh, but when you go ahead on this and you look at actual vaccinations, I have to say, I have autoimmune disorders. Mm-hmm. I've, I've mm-hmm. taken immunology. There's allowed to be debates on this. People wonder, like, the theory of the epidemic of absence, like, are vaccinations and hygiene what are causing the development of autoimmune disorders? There's actual discussion at a collegiate level of this. 100%. And then I get out into the real world. Yep. And they're going, oh, yeah, but this vaccine, there's no discussion on it. Right. I'm going, I just came out of graduate level immunology courses where we actually have discussion about the efficacy, the, the, the need and the, and the effectiveness of vaccines. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me, because Bill Gates says that it's fully safe, a computer software engineer, yeah. that I'm no longer in the real world allowed to question this? I damn for sure know there's something I should be questioning if they're yeah. trying to silence me. Look. Those immunology studies on those vaccines you're talking about are on vaccines that's been around for a long time, a long time. And people have had them over a period of time. When we look at MMR and all these different vaccines and just I just want Americans to do your homework. Go look at the vaccines in Africa where there's other real issues. And you look at vaccines in America and it pales in comparison. The amount of vaccines today that an American child has to go through by their 17th birthday, it's 200% higher than in Africa that has West Nile, Ebola, other real issues. And go look at Europe. We are a vaccine crazy nation. And I'm just telling you, unless you can prove what's going to happen, and now you're going to give it to children, the the effects will be immeasurable. I'm telling you. All right, we got to take a break back in a minute. Yeah, hey kids, you 
right, don't forget to uh, go wherever you find your audio podcasts. Uh, look up the news and why it matters. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. We deserve no less than five stars, obviously. And also, it will help more people to find the podcast. And then, hey. You may see your uh, review read live on air if you say something nice about some of us. So today we have one from 2L and back. That's cute. I love it. This is all for you, Sarah. That's so nice. I listen to your news podcast every day. Found you on Candace Owens' show. That's right. I think I forgot to tell the audience that I was (laughs) on Candace Owens' show a while ago. So you should definitely go look that up if you haven't. Check it out. Uh, You rocked it. Girl crush, maybe, but don't worry. I'm married. Hey, girl. Love your rotating cast of personalities, too. Yako and Eric, Elijah Schaefer. Pat and Stu are fine, whatever, but I think it's about time you invite the real expert on current events, Jeff Fisher. Pretty please. Um, I think his invitation got lost in the mail. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'll have to have him on really soon then because he definitely is the real expert. So thank you so much uh, 2L and back and uh, a fan of you guys as well. I think use my last name too. Yeah, yeah, everyone else is, is yeah. first name first and name. Elijah Schaefer. You're very formal like that. Yeah, so. it was formal for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.